This is Ronnie Ann Ryan, intuitive coach, and welcome to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. In this show, we'll talk about mystical methods, spiritual practices, and magic to grow spiritually, live well, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, connect with spirit, and embrace the magic that is all around you. To learn more about intuitive coaching with me or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoy the show, please rate it or write a review and subscribe and share it with a friend. May good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. Do you have a big decision that you're struggling with? Or do you have trouble making decisions? Or maybe you just want confirmation that you're headed in the right direction and made the right choice. Well, I've created a special gift for you called How to Ask the Universe for a Sign. In this free half-hour audio program, you're going to learn exactly how to ask the question, how to set everything up so that you can get an answer within 24 hours and finally know one way or another what you should be doing about a particular situation. This has worked so well for me. I'm happy to share it with you. To listen, just go to it's never too late dot biz slash sign. So that's N-E-V-E-R-T-O-O-L-A-T-E dot B-I-Z slash S like in Sam, I-G-N. It's a simple tool to use that offers amazing and wonderful results. In this episode of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you two real-life situations, real life from my life, about when I listened to my intuition and when I didn't. And I'm going to be very vulnerable here and tell you the truth about a situation I just went through this month and how it has affected me because my hope is that you'll pay attention to your intuition when it comes knocking. (laughs) So there have been several times in my life when I've heard loud and clear messages that were warnings for me. And I (laughs) admit that I've ignored them because I thought, oh, that's just fear or whatever. And I pushed those messages away. Silly me. So here's the situation. Years ago, when I was really still at the beginning of my dating coaching career, I was struggling to get clients. People, you know, in the early 2000s, nobody knew about coaching, never mind dating coaching. And it was not an easy path, we'll call it. I had connected with a local matchmaker and we had some good conversations and I think we did an event together and so one day he called me out of the blue and I was so thrilled to hear him say that he wanted to open a matchmaking office in the town where I live and would I like to head it up for him. Oh my gosh, I was excited. I was thrilled. I was elated because I felt like this was definitely the answer to my financial worries. And matchmaking is something you sell and people want it because they want the easy way out. They think it's the easy way to have somebody else do the work for them of finding the people to date. So I was very excited. And this man said, all right, I'll call you next week and we'll 
talk about the details, whatever. And I, I just can't, I couldn't even contain myself. I was so excited. So the next week, he doesn't reach out. And then the second week, he reaches out and says he's super busy and he'll reach out the third week, which he doesn't reach out. In the fourth week, he says he'll be ready to talk next week. And in the fifth week, he called me and said, all right, let's set something up and talk about you heading up my new office. At that point, I'd had many weeks to think about this. And what my intuition said was, this man will never be there for me when I need help because he couldn't even find a way to talk to me until five weeks after he said he would. I had a very bad feeling about that because I, ha I just knew there'd be situations that would come up that I wouldn't know how to handle and I wouldn't really have access to him because he had his own agenda and might avoid me or whatever it was, I just had a foreboding sense that this was not going to be good for me. And so I said to him, you know, I'm sorry, I've had time to think about it, and I don't think the opportunity is for me. And he was like floored and flabbergasted and couldn't believe it and tried to convince me, but I was unyielding because my intuition told me this was not a man to be in business with. And my intuition was spot on because within five years, all of his offices had been shut down for fraud. I don't know why he had stopped matching people or whatever. I, I have no idea what really happened. I just know he got shut down and I was thankful I was not an employee. I had nothing to do with that. Yes, so I escaped certain doom for sure by listening to my intuition. Congratulations to me. Now here's the next story, and this is the one that just happened to me. Intuition is a funny thing because sometimes desire overrides your common sense, overrides your inner knowing, your inner wisdom, and blinds you to your intuition so that you push it away or give it other meaning or whatever. So here's the situation. I have a friend, Suzanne. We've known each other as dating coaches and colleagues for years. I mean, over 15 years, a long time. And she contacted me to tell me that she was working for a coaching app. She liked it, and they were having a job fair. Did I want to participate and listen to the opportunity? And I thought, hell yeah, you know, I'll do that. Because I could do whatever I wanted. The opportunity was he was looking for lots of coaches and going in new directions. And so I was going to propose coaching on intuition, which is my new luck, right? So I go to the job fair and I was a little bothered by him. I mean, he was, seemed nice enough, but he was, we'll call it coy, certainly lacking in transparency. I was trying to ask him, what are you looking for? which seems like a fair question to me. You're the one hiring. You're the one who sees your business. You're the one who has a strategy, who knows where you're going, so one would think. So I ask direct questions because, you know, that's who I am. <laughs> I'm very direct. And I get right down to the bottom. So I said, well, what are you looking for? And, you know, he wouldn't really answer that. He danced around the question. And then I said, I knew he had different tracks, you know, like health and wellness or business or spiritual or whatever. So... I said, well, you know, what percentage of the business right now is coming from the spiritual area? And so he said, well, 
I'll just tell you that it's absolutely the fastest growing. So again, not transparent, but he did give me some kind of answer. And so I was a little puzzled by him, but I'm still excited about the opportunity. So I send him my resume and I get an interview. I get an interview with a man named Steve. And Steve is works with this guy and I have a long history with the name Steve. <laughs> and you may think this is funny, but on the path to find my husband, I dated way too many Steves. And this happened throughout my life. No Steve was ever good for me. Now, of course, this is a ridiculous generalization. So please forgive me, but I'm sorry. It is one I live by. And when I met Steve... He told me how he was a sales manager and he was also one of the coaches in the spiritual arena and he doesn't get paid because he doesn't need to be paid because he loves this vision and he's contributing to the vision. And I thought, hmm, that's interesting. He's not getting paid. He doesn't need to get paid. And I thought, well, maybe he's got that spiritual hindrance where people think if you're doing spiritual work, you shouldn't make money doing it and that's not my problem so if he wants to work for free he can work for free but I'm not going to do that I want to get paid pay attention these are all clues we had a nice conversation though and it seemed to go well and then I got an interview with the main guy I'm going to call him Barry I had my first interview with him and he just asked kind of general questions or whatever and then I had a second interview with him He had asked me some questions that were more specific about what was my vision for what did I want to do, what would I recommend, what kind of audience would I be trying to reach or attract or appeal to. Okay. And then I had a third interview. I was very frustrated and I contacted my friend Suzanne. I'm like, Suzanne, I don't understand Barry. He doesn't answer direct questions. He won't tell me what he wants. How can I please him? How can I be in the win column? How can I land this job if I don't know how to appeal to him or what he wants? To which she said, maybe this job isn't for you. Now, (laughs) if you know me at all, which maybe you don't, you would know that that is a challenge, okay? Maybe this job isn't for you. Who the heck are you to tell me that, you know? Nobody's going to tell me what's for me and what's not for me. (laughs) You got to laugh at yourself. So I just kind of ignored that even though that was a very clear message from the universe looking back on things. Before that third interview with Barry, Suzanne said she would help me. So he was asking me the same questions again, and this time he emailed them ahead. And so she helped me craft my messaging based on having worked for him for a while and knowing him. And I said to her, you know, what's the story with Barry? I don't really get him. To which she said again, Maybe this isn't for you. (laughs) You know, when you hear something twice, you could at least pay attention then, right? But no. I said, well, why do you like him? And she said, he's very kind and he's a good leader. This is a place where desire blinds my intuition, right? Because I thought, well, Ronnie, open your mind, open your heart. See what you can see that's good in Barry. See what you can find that you like about him instead of just always going to the, I don't like him, I don't trust him place. You know, why do you have to do that? Why can't you be more open? So this is me giving myself a hard time now about my intuition. (laughs) Uh, Good thing I can laugh at myself. I had the third interview with Barry where he asked me all the same questions again and he clearly never reviewed any of my information before he got on the call with me, ever. 
asking me still who I knew that had worked at the app, which was my friend Suzanne. How many times do you have to tell somebody the same thing? Not paying attention, not valuing me because he never took time to read the information. Isn't that a basic thing an employer would do? Okay, moving on. The good news comes finally. Actually, it took longer than he said, and I checked in with him, and I said, you know, you told me that you would let me know within a week, and so I'm just checking in with you, so I had to chase him to get my answer, and yes, in fact, by now, it's like the second week of January, I've been hired. Yay! I am ecstatic because the pay is astonishing. It's astonishing, seriously. I mean, it would be like $1,000 an hour because of the way it was set up. It was just astonishing pay and an incredible promise. And okay, I wanted that. You know, I wanted to make some really good dollars at the tail end of my career because my deck needs to be redone and that could be 20 grand. And I have some painting in the house that needs to be done. I'd like to do some more plantings. So I had the money earmarked for home improvements and projects that were close to my heart, things that needed to be done in my home. That's what I wanted the money for. And yeah, I could take money out of my savings account, but I wanted the experience of putting some money back in my savings account. I wanted to have that experience. And so again, desire blinded my intuition. So then we have three onboarding calls and he tells us, how to use the right language and what he expects and whatever. They're all very nice calls. We had to talk about the streaming app and how to use that, blah, blah, blah. Fine. And then I went to a meeting with where a whole bunch of coaches attended. And actually, that was really fun. And it was great to hear about what all the other coaches were doing. But let's keep in mind that this had been a struggle for me. It had been a struggle trying to understand him and what he wanted. It had been a struggle for me to create something that I thought he would appreciate or want. It had been a struggle to get past my feelings about him to be more open-minded and push myself to see the good in him. Not that I think he's a bad person or anything. It's just that we were not a good match from a communication standpoint because we have very different methods. As I was saying, I'm so direct and he is so lacking in any transparency. Now I'm trained and then an email comes out, you know, probably still in January saying, hey, this is a startup and if you want to invest, I want to give you the same opportunity that everybody else had from the beginning so that no one can say they didn't get that opportunity. So if you'd like to invest now in our startup, then da 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 And I thought, mm, no, I want money coming in, not going out. I'm not investing right now. I already had an experience investing in a startup that was highly disappointing. <laughs> so been there, done that. So then here it is. It's March. Many of the coaches have already gotten started. I'm about to get started. And an email comes out that says, now we just need to get 1,000 new annual subscribers and the paychecks can start flowing. And I was like, what? So there were over 50 coaches and so what that meant is each one of us would be on average responsible for bringing in 20 people at $200. And I thought, if that was so easy to do, I'd be doing that right now. Never mind doing it for you. I had to laugh thinking what I knew all along. He has no money. Barry, he has a great vision 
And he's got this idea that after a thousand new subscribers come on board, it'll magically just what? roll along and grow like wildfire and help pay for all of us? He doesn't have the funding to pay for us. Then I heard he had stopped paying his original coaches and put them in the same pool as all the new ones to get those thousand subscribers. And at that point, I thought, Ronnie, all along, you have not felt good about Barry. You have not felt you understood Barry. You had not felt he was very transparent. Well, clearly he's not transparent because with all these big onboarding sessions, did he ever once talk about how we had to get to a certain number of annual users before we'd get a paycheck? And what, am I supposed to work for free until that happens? And will there be back pay? Does he say anything about back pay? No, he does not. So I decided I'm going to do an experiment. And I have done this before. And to tell you the truth, my intuition was honed in a young age by looking at people's yearbooks. And so, you know, it was in college when I was looking at people's high school yearbooks and saying, oh, this person is so bitchy, or this person's really arrogant, or this person is uh, a mush and has a big heart or whatever. And, And so I had sort of developed that skill at a very young age. So I thought, all right, that's it. I'm looking at your picture and we're having a conversation on the inner plane. And so I looked at Barry's picture and Barry smiles without showing his teeth. So from a body language standpoint, I'm going to say, putting the Mona Lisa aside, who has that curious little smile with no teeth, and it doesn't, it's not that he has bad teeth because I've seen his teeth, but this picture of him with no teeth showing to me means he's hiding something. It's not a full-on warm, open smile. It's closed. His mouth is closed. You cannot see his teeth. Okay. So that's the first thing that came to me. The next thing was I said to him, Barry, this is on the interplane. I'm just talking intuitively. Barry, I am struggling with trust because I feel that you're not transparent. You're not forthcoming with what's going on. Do you have the money? Don't you have the money? What's happening there? And, you know, your mind can make up all kinds of things. Your mind, it's so creative. It's Your imagination is an amazing gift and tool. And so I did hear an answer from him, but the answer I heard from him was nothing I ever could have made up or thought of on my own. This was strictly intuition, strictly talking to him on the inner plane. And what Barry said was, not my problem. I'm like, not my problem? What do you mean? Your lack of transparency and my ability to trust you is not your problem? I said, trust is something that needs to be earned. How can I trust you? Same answer, not my problem. I was flabbergasted. I was like, oh my gosh, I did not ignore that message. That's when I thought, get out. Get out now. Get out before you invest more time, energy, emotion, Get out before you're more devastated, more disappointed. Get out because this is the emperor's new clothes. This is the perfect example of people wanting to believe that that in that old-fashioned story that the emperor has new clothes when he's standing there naked. I don't know if you remember that old story, the old fairy tale. But the idea is that we all want to see what we want to see. And my heart's desire for income, to do my house projects, maintenance on my home, blinded me to the inner truth that I knew. 
I knew this job wasn't for me. Suzanne pointed out this job wasn't for me, that this man wasn't a man I could work for because he wasn't forthcoming, he wasn't transparent, he wasn't clear. I don't think he's a bad person. I think he really has this vision. I think he thinks and hopes it's really going to work, but I don't see any business acumen. I don't see any business strategy. I don't see anything leading me to believe he's ever going to make a dime. And the idea that he shut down the coaches he had been paying for up to a year and a half and dumped him in with the rest of us who he just hired so that he could encourage us all to bring in the people that he should have been bringing in all along. Like if this was a prerequisite to getting paid, why didn't we start in January when we got hired? So that when we went through all our learning and training, we could hit the ground running and hopefully have those thousand subscribers and have the paycheck start when we start working. That would make sense to me. I don't know, am I too practical? Once I heard, not my problem, that was my clear message. I could have saved myself months of time and investment, not that it was that much. I could have saved myself what turned out to be a very disheartening, devastatingly disappointing experience when he sent out that email about the thousand subscribers and I realized he's not funded. And that would have been nice too. <laughs> avoid. But that's not what happened. But thankfully, I finally listened. And so I just wanted to share these two experiences with you so that you could see how intuition works in my life. Even though I've been using my intuition for too many years to mention, decades, right? I still get blinded by what my heart's desire is. And I've had a number of other instances where, like I was dating this guy and on the fourth date I was out in a park and he was filling my head with all the things a woman wants to hear about what we could do over the summer and all the fun plans he wanted to make and how much he liked me and blah, 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 blah. And I heard loud and clear in my head, you're not special to this man. And I was so taken aback, like that was a separate voice saying, I'm not special. It had to be fear. I chalked it up to fear. I pushed it away. But it was a real message. I never saw him again after that day. My point is this. Don't ignore your inner knowing. Don't ignore your gut instinct. Don't ignore your inner wisdom, your intuition, whatever you want to call it. When you get a message, pay attention. Because whether it's your higher self or your spirit guides or your angels, or ascended masters, whoever's in your high council, whoever is watching over you, when they break through and give you a sense of knowing, and you toss it aside, now you're at risk. So it's just a cautionary tale. I mean, in the long run, nothing bad thankfully happened to me. You know, I was devastated and disappointed and all that, but I'm not out any cash. I didn't work for free. I got a little training, whatever. Not the end of the world, but maybe it's going to push me now in the direction I should have been going all along, but I've been stubborn. Another way of looking at this is that I didn't continue to go forward. I didn't spend more time working for a man who couldn't pay me. I did cut it shorter than it could have been. I got advice from people who said, well, stick it out for a few months and see what will happen. And I thought, why? Why would I do that when I already know this is wrong for me? How can I honor myself and stick it out to see what's going to happen? What can happen is I could work for free for three months 
and I didn't want that. So in a way, my intuition still came to me when I needed it and prevented further investment and greater disappointment. So that's a positive way of looking at what happened. I'm just suggesting that if you have intuition and you hear messages of caution, you really want to pay attention to the messages of caution. Now, how do you know it's not your fear like I got? I thought, oh, that message about that guy was fear. But when you hear a message like that, that's a separate voice, or you just have this sick feeling in the pit of your stomach, you got to listen. You just got to listen because your fear would be much more runaway. Your fear, if you're having a lot of fear thoughts, it's a lot of thinking. It's a lot of thoughts. It's a continuous repetition of blah, 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 blah. It's a totally different thing than your inner knowing or your intuition or your spiritual team trying to intervene for you. It's not the same. If you would like to learn how to use your intuition, how to develop it, how to build it, how to trust it. I'm so excited to tell you that I'm starting a new program called Intuitive Edge Circle for Wise Women. And what we're going to do is learn all kinds of things to help you access inner wisdom, learn how to trust your gut. So this is going to be a small group, maybe 10 women max. The experience of group work is always so much stronger and you can access your own intuition when you're in a group much more easily than doing this all on your own. There's something really magical about group work that amplifies the energy and makes everything stronger in a good way. You're going to learn about how to use your intuition for life, for business, for love. We're going to do exercises and try different things because everybody comes to their intuition in different ways. The meetings are the second and fourth Wednesdays of each month at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. You can commit to three months to start and then stay as long as you like. Learn more at nevertoolate.biz slash circle. On the other hand, if you want private help with a particular situation, let's have a conversation. Maybe you just need to make a decision or find a solution to a big problem that's on your mind. We can do that together. And you can harness my intuition for you. I channel your spirit guides. I also get my own intuition. I work with angels and all kinds of other high-level spirits to help. So it's up to you. But either way, if you're going through something and you're not sure, or you want to feel more certain, or you want to know you're making the right choice, or you're on the right path, or you need a solution to a problem that's weighing heavily on your mind, and you're not sure which direction will be for the highest good of all concerned, call me, write to me, email me, ronnie at intuitiveedge.biz. And let's chat about it. Let's figure it out. It would be my joy, my pleasure, and my privilege to port you in a session on your journey and help you avoid something that your intuition is trying to get through to you about, but your desire is blinding you. All right. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope this inspires you to not only develop your intuition, but pay attention to it and I'll be back with another episode next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening today. If you're curious about intuitive coaching or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. 
If you enjoyed the episode, please rate it or write a review and subscribe to never miss an episode. And share the magic with a friend. This is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic. <laughs>